Welcome to TT from the D Wind Down Wednesday. I want to thank you for logging on tonight for this very special segment that's dedicated to all of my empty nesters around the globe. This is a very, very emotional, exciting, scary season for us all. If you've ever you know, had an empty nest or if you are becoming an empty nester. So before we jump into that hot topic, I want to thank you for choosing TT from the D podcast as your listening pleasure for this evening. There are several other platforms I'm very aware you could have logged on to, but you chose us on tonight. And I'm super excited about that. It always brings me joy to know that we have so many amazing listeners from around the globe. Shout out to all my people in the United States, Bahrain, the Philippines, Canada, Ireland, Italy, Puerto Rico, United Kingdom, Saudi Arabia, the Netherlands, Australia, India, Romania, Russia, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, Mexico, and Egypt. I shouted out all those countries because I have a vast range of listeners and I'm super excited. I'm humbled to say the least to know that you take the time out of your schedule and we are on different time zones right now. It is Eastern Standard Time, roughly after 8 o'clock at this time as you're listening. So I just wanted to say thank you and salute to you for all of the people that support my podcast, the platform, those that support Tap In Tuesdays. Last night was a hot show. I had a one-on-one exclusive with the Queen of Crunk, P-Dot. She's a D-girl from Detroit, Michigan. If you missed that show, it's still up. You could go and find it on my YouTube page, on my Facebook page, on Twitter, LinkedIn. You can go to PDOT's page. Super exciting. Super exciting. The show was outstanding. And so tonight's hot topic, empty nesters. Where do we go from here? Oh, my God. I have to say... I once was an empty nester. And you're going to say, Titi, how were you once an empty nester? Well, my bird flew back home. Okay, I remember when it was time for my senior to move out and go off to college. Even though I still had a younger child home, um, it was still like, oh, God, this is my firstborn. And he's getting ready to go off and, you know, helping him get his stuff buying stuff for the dorm it was exciting but nervous you know it was it was a it was a difficult season and I can relate and understand how some of my friends some of my family members you're going through that a lot of us have been blessed to birth young men and women and they are gone off to college whether they're still off at college or returned home but this is also for my empty nesters because I also have family and friends who have their young people who've gotten married and so they become empty nesters because their daughter or son moved out their home and into their new home with their wife or husband so they became an empty nester from that um or you may have a young person that say hey it's time for me to take flight and they decided to jump out there and spread their wings so it looks different for a lot of different people but at the end of the day if you could relate to what I'm getting ready to talk about you're an empty nester this is a difficult season for many I do understand that right and some of you don't know what to do with yourselves right but let me tell you this your nest may be empty but your life can still be full I know that you're going to still keep in contact with your child or children, depending on how many of y'all lost children to the empty nest syndrome this season. 
And there are a lot of ways that we can deal with empty nest syndrome. Now, you might ask yourself, okay, I've heard of empty nester, but what is empty nest syndrome? Empty nest syndrome refers to the feeling of sadness, anxiety, the feeling that you've lost purpose. That some parents and caregivers feel when their grown children move out and go on and do their own thing, whether it's going off to college or, like I said, getting married, starting their own family. Some of you have children that are married and you've already lost them to that emptiness feeling. But then they've also started out to have their own children or have children or have their own child now. And so that's a whole nother level. Right. Because now it's not so much they have went on to be one, as the Bible says, they should. With their spouse, they now have a new young person, a little baby of their own. And so now that's extra time away from you that you used to have with your son or daughter or however that looks, right? So it can leave you feeling different feelings, right? You could be on the emotional roller coaster. However, research shows that emptiness syndrome can lead to mental health issues such as depression and anxiety or engaging in behaviors that have a negative impact, not only on you individually, but your family, your friends, your work, your your organizations that you may or may not belong to in a whole. It also could put you in a financial risk issue and some people develop substance abuse disorders we find vices and other ways to cope with the emptiness syndrome and the symptoms aren't always negative some are you know relief and excitement about a new life and chapter some of you've been waiting for the emptiness syndrome some of you are excited some of you are doing just well there's not a problem going on for you you could wait to open up the gate and go ahead birdie fly out go ahead birds y'all go ahead take flight whatever that looks like so everybody's not going through some of the things i'm going to talk about but some people are and I want to address the people that are going through some of the things that I may be talking about because I want us to get better together right I returned to my district uh, just officially yesterday even though I worked all summer long and we have three S's self-care selective and what's the other one self-care selective and mm, self right so We know sometimes from time to time our children return to the nest. When kids do return to the family home, you know, sometimes we can take over their room, turn their bedroom to an office or gave their room to a a younger sibling. Or we may have taken in a relative or someone, you know, provided care for an elder adult who can no longer take care of themselves. So things are different and it can launch a whole level of different emotions, even for that once empty nester. Right. Um, we call them boomerang children, right? And um, it's okay. It's okay. They just have to adjust to returning to once, what once was to what is now. And they said that the average child will return home once or twice, some more, between the ages of 18 to 34. And you might say 34. Yeah, sometimes I I had to return home. Let me tell you, let me be clear. Let me be very transparent. I moved out of my house when I was 19 years old. And I moved back into my mother's house for a minute with a child when I was 27. I believe I was 27 years old. So I had been gone from 19 to 27 and with a child, a one and a half year old. And it was just like, 
Did I feel like a bum? Yes. But I knew that it was a safe haven and I knew it was temporary. See, it wasn't one of those systems where it's like, oh, I'm just going to move back home with my mother or my parents or my big mama or whoever. And I'm just going to shut up shop and just live here and let my grown parent or guardians take care of me as an adult and my child or children. Now, I don't know what's wrong with that picture. It's supposed to be a temporary holding spot, y'all. Okay, that's a whole nother podcast, but you're supposed to take back out flight again. You don't go back to the nest with a whole family and just stay there and eat off and live off your elderly caregivers or parents or big mama, grandma, grandpa, just because they said they like having you there. And some of y'all will use the excuse, well, they need my help. That you can help them by being in your own place and coming by from time to time and spending a lot of time with them and even inviting them to your home. But going back and 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 they've taken up the slack because now you get lazy and sometimes you just say, I'm gonna take a break. No, adulting you, you don't get to take a break. That's why I always tell these young people, be a child as long as you can be a child. Because once you become an adult, it's real in the field. It gets real. It gets real, real quick and real fast. And there is no return. There is no return to childhood. Although sometimes, unfortunately, some adults do act like children and they return to a childlike mentality. And then we know what we deal with in society with that. So moving on. The good news is most parents adjust to their new role as empty nesters within about two months, they say, according to research. Some parents may experience symptoms for a little longer period, even years. All right. They're faced with other challenges such as financial or health issues or loneliness. Like if you were, you know, someone that spent a lot of time at home with your parent or parents or caregiver and you were all they had or you and your siblings were all they had and they really never had a life outside of you they don't know what to do with themselves so some of them are excited when you return and hope you stay so let's talk about stages of empty nesters okay you could go through the grief empty nest uh stage where you could feel a deep sadness a loneliness and emptiness it may even begin to experience the five stages of grief right there are five stages of grief. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to be easy. We got to calm down. And we got to find our way, y'all. We got to find our way. So, you know, you go through the grief, the denial, the anger, the anxiety, and the depression. So, the denial is a temporary response that carries us through the first leg or the first season of the pain that we're feeling because we can't believe our child or children are gone like I can't believe our we're, we're, we're not looking at that young adult as our young adult or a grown woman or man we're looking at them as our baby because no matter what our children will always be our babies just as we will always be our parents babies the feeling of the emotions you know that you go through it also takes you to a healing process if you allow yourself to go through the emotions. Don't suppress it. Don't try to act like it doesn't exist and you're not feeling it because you're only hurting yourself. Let's talk about anger. Okay. Anger. Anger might make you feel a way to actually get you in reconnecting to the world because a lot of times we disassociate ourselves. We isolate ourselves. We put on the back burner our individualities and we become mom dad caregiver provider and although we take care of ourselves because in taking care of our child or children we have to take care of ourselves well at least we're supposed to we lose who we are you don't have time to go and get those petties and manies and girl nights out hanging with the fellas as much as you once did before you became a parent and so you lose that and even though you might go through denial or resentment in the beginning 
depending if you were one of those people who wasn't used to giving your time to others, you allowed yourself to become one as a parent and you put it in the back burner. You put it in a backpack and you zipped it up. And some of y'all are like, wow, what do I do? I'm mad. I don't even know how to find myself. And I'm, 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 let me be clear. Anger isn't the only emotion you might feel during this stage. You might be become irritable. You, if you got a significant other, a husband or a wife, you might become irritable with them and they ain't even do anything. You might become better. You might have high levels of anxiety. And we'll talk about that, right? You might go through rage, become more impatient, right? Because you had to learn patience with children or a child. Lord, if you didn't know what about anything about patience, you learned how to incorporate that. But you might now become impatient. And those are just a few ways, a few things that's associated with anger. Now, let's talk about this anxiety, the impulse, that anxiety. Like you could be at work and your normal routine would have incorporated. I got to get something on the way home for dinner. I got to make dinner for the kid or the kids. And I got to hurry up and do this. But when you get off work now as an empty nester, your mind still has you in anxiety mode. Like I got to hurry up and do this. And then. You might even go off and go grocery shopping and still be buying as if you had a child or children in the house and it's just you. Or it could be you and your significant other or your spouse. And you have to downsize in the way you shop, in the way you do things. It's a lot. It's a lot that goes along with it, but it's okay. Trust the process. Trust the process. Let's talk about depression. Let's tap into that, okay? During the depression stages, you start facing your present reality, living in it. And the inevitable that you are now experiencing. And it's understandable. This is your reality now. And you have to learn to get in tune with it. You do. Your child or children don't want you sliding into depression. Because as much as they might have had anxiety and felt the same way you feel on another level. They are now walking into newness, exploring, discovering things they've never thought of or only could imagine. But now it is their reality. So they don't need to be calling you mom, dad. And then every time they talk to you, they're sad because they know and you're making it very clear. You miss them. You're lonely without them. Right. You don't also you don't want to go through the levels of calling them every moment, texting them all the time you didn't call today and and I went through that let me tell you I'm not telling you anything really that I can't relate to I went through that when Markel went away to college it was just like you know I'm texting like hey you know how's things going and I didn't get a re- immediate response well I'm I'm nervous I'm like oh my god I hope he's fine I hope everything's okay and then it's like hours go by and I'm calling him like why are you not answering my call and then he's like mom you know I was out in the common area or I was out in the living space with my roommates or I'm getting to know my roommates or I was out on the football field because when he went to college he went to go play ball so it's like you know I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm, I'm learning my campus and I'm like oh he has a life and it doesn't include mom and dad but I'm checking in just want to make sure you're good yeah I'm straight and I'm like okay and then I went through the oh he doesn't need me anymore I cried a few times. I cried before he went to college, you know, but it was happy tears because I said, Lord, I thank God that he had the experience, although he's he's returned to the nest for a moment to do something different because college wasn't for him. But I'm thank God for the experience. I always tell the young people, try it. 
It may not be for you, but you don't know unless you try it. Now, if you don't think it's for you, I would always advise you to go to community college. There are some community colleges, believe it or not, that actually have dorms. I was surprised. Like, what? They do. But try it. College may not be for you. You may want to go and do take up a trade or do something different. And that's okay. It's actually amazing. So this intense sadness that you may be feeling is different in other aspects. Okay. When you go through that, you could be feeling fatigued, very vulnerable to people. So you got to be guarded. Okay. Be guarded because some people see that side of you and they'll take full advantage of you. And because they know you got more time on your hand now because you don't have to run and do this and that for your child or children. They got a whole lot to do on their to-do list. And they're overwhelmed in their own life. So now they're like, oh, I could just call so-and-so. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't got to do what they normally would do so they could do. That don't mean that you got time for them. You need to be incorporating some self-care, some self-time, some you time. Getting reacclimated with who you are, the mother, the wife, the, the father, the husband. Right? You got some different roles. You got some different things you need to be looking at. And so you might also go through confusion and being distracted, like I said, and that can come from other people throwing things at you, right? And then you also could find yourself not wanting to move on. Like, I ain't going to be adding all these things because if he or she, my daughter or my children or my son was here, I wouldn't be able to do it. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they're gone away to college or they've gotten married and they've started their own new chapter. It's okay. It's okay. And I know you miss the whole routine in the morning. If you made breakfast, if you was that mom or dad that made breakfast, or you walked them to school or you dropped them off, or you were carpooler, all these things. You were athletic mom. You were that mom. Your your child was an athlete. Okay. Or involved in extracurriculum activities, tennis player, you know, musicianist. There was a pianist, a, a drummer. You get what I'm saying. You're missing all of that. You're looking like, oh my God, what am I doing with myself? Take some time. Find out what you like. Find out what you like. Take that time to get reintroduced to you. Because guess what? As they've grown up and grown into amazing young men and women, you've grown up into an amazing, wiser, more mature young man, young lady, full-grown woman, full-grown man at this time in your life. And while you might not remember you had to put on the back burner things you love to do. You may not like those things you used to love to do because you've matured. Being a parent makes us mature faster than the speed of light. Right? So you might have been interested or become interested in things outside of what you normally would have done, what you put on the back burner. And now's the time that you can actually set aside and say, you know what? I can actually do let me look into that. Take up that knitting class or that's that yoga class or or that trap yoga class that you were doing now. You know, join that organization, that group, that network, that team. You know, yeah. Get on a traveling group. You know what I'm saying? Hang out with other married people. It's a whole new world out there. It's a whole new world out there. And I know you might be like, no, I don't want to feel like I'm moving on. You're not moving on. The good news is, as overwhelming as it may seem at this point, this stage is a necessary part of healing, friend. It's a necessary start. Of, it's a necessary start to the next beautiful part of your life. Accept it. 
You got to get into the acceptance stage. It's more about how you acknowledge who you are now. Instead of moping on who you were then. Who you were before you dropped him or her off at college. It's all about what am I doing now? What do I want to do? Getting even reacclimated and reintroduced to your significant other spouse. Because you already know how it is. Corporating work. And children and being a spouse And if you still are lucky to have a parent Or parents or grandparents you, you, Or sibling, your aunt, your uncle Your cousin, your friend, your neighbor You know, your boss You got all these roles you play All these hats you wear, but guess what It's time to put on the hat To recognize who you are You probably look in the mirror don't even know who you are And that's okay But guess what, it's just like when you take a shower and if you don't have one of those blowers to take out the fog and the steam while you're showering in your bathroom, you have to wipe or you wait and patient, you wait patiently for the fog to disappear in your mirror to come back to once where you can see yourself. But some of us have to wipe, you know, in a circular motion like we were in Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi style, wax on, wax off and see ourselves once again. Some of us got to do that in reality. We got to readjust ourselves to our life. And you might feel uncomfortable. You might feel comfortable. But I would advise you to reach out to friends and family during this stage of your life. Don't isolate yourself. Don't put yourself in a timeout season. Don't fall into slumping into depression. Find out who you are. Find out what you like, what you don't like. Talk with your family. Talk with your friend. Definitely talk with your significant other and spouse before you talk with your family and friends. Right? Communication is key. Take a weekend getaway with just y'all. How long has it been before since you've been away? If it wasn't just a oh, it's our anniversary or it's your birthday, it's our or this is we're doing this with this. You really could just take a weekend away. You could even do a, a staycation, and you're, there's nobody at home. Right? Create the atmosphere in your own home. And just be one with you, be one with your house, be one with your spouse, you know, set up a lunch date, a breakfast date, a dinner date, each one of those, I don't care when you space them, and figure out when is your favorite time of day to sit out and eat somewhere. If you're one of those, I love to cook and have people over, invite somebody over for breakfast, invite somebody over for lunch, invite somebody over for dinner, invite somebody over for brunch. Attend a brunch. There's so many different events out here. Go to a wine tasting. If you're not a drinker, that's fine. Go to a brunch, you know. Go to a coffee tasting. There's such things, right? Beer tasting. There's all kind of things out here. But figure out your time of day. You might say, I love going out for brunch. I love going out for dinner on this day. Happy hour. You know, a movie night. A stroll. Music in the park while it's still great weather if you're in the D, right? So that doesn't mean that you have to just get out here and be gone, gone, gone. Because that's another thing we don't want to do is just keep being busy so you don't have to deal with what your reality is. Deal with your reality by all means. At the same time, figure out what you like. Open up something that you haven't opened and you put it down and you said, I meant to get to that. Finish a project you started that you were occupied with running around for your daughter or your son or your boys and girls or whatever. And you don't got to run around right now. Finish that. Because you know you got something you didn't finish that you started. But being a parent, 
we can't always do what we want to do when we want to do it when we're parents for those of us that are parents okay now here how to cope with emptiness syndrome your adult children new to adulthood may have flown the nest and you feel the need to discover who you are we talked about that here are a few things you can do now there's a ton of things you can do but these are just a few things during my research i found you can do laughing more finding ways to laugh right telling stories or reminiscing with family and friends watch a funny movie go to a comedy show right it can be helpful to laugh it helps lift your spirit and it it, it it brings life to you and it's also a healthy benefit you know if you laugh more it helps your health when we're sad and we're depressed it dims our light and it actually hurts our health another fact discovering your values speaking your values writing them out right re-examining like i said reacclimating, getting in tune with what matters to you and in your life find new things find your core values do you remember what your core values once was if you're lucky enough to have kept the same core values over the years you are lucky but if you lost them along the way because parenting is a whole whole beast and it's a beautiful beast i wouldn't trade being a parent for the world i love my boys they get on my nerves from time to time like everybody children get on their nerves but i love being a mom i'm really into mommyhood right i got a 20 year old i have a 12 year old and i love being a parent i love having boys and um i look forward to the day that in the future in the long future from now having a daughter-in-law or two or two I hope they hope both get married, have children and later, later in life. And I could enjoy them, you know, but in this season, we still got Cody, 12 years old, seventh grader, right? He got a few more years and then hopefully he'll go off to college because he wants to be a doctor at this point in his life. And so he would have to go to college. And so, um, I don't know, me and Andre, we're busy already so we're like we'll just keep on doing what we're doing but we'll be older wiser mature we should have this thing down packed as far as entrepreneurship hopefully if it be the lord's will and we will be working for ourselves the way we should be right and we intend to so the next point is getting to know your now new adult right so now that's not your little boy little girl anymore they're a new whole adult so you got to find new ways to communicate with them that's mutually beneficial where they can actually see you you know what i'm saying see you and see you in a different light right it's crazy but yeah you have to respect them differently now i'm not gonna say go out here and be drinking and smoking and all those extracurriculum activities with them i'm not that's not what i'm telling you at all i'm not even saying go to the same clubs with them like what like mm, maybe catching a little jazz if they're a little mature you know catching a nice concert together ain't nothing wrong with that you know catching a concert taking in some music but dropping this like it's hot and we no, we're not about to be in a club like that no 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 but ask them what works best for them you know invite them you know if they're close if they're an hour or two away say hey i'm gonna drive up for the weekend you want to have lunch or you know you could even say hey once they get acclimated now don't don't smother them but once they get acclimated say hey what you think about me coming up for the weekend um, if they if it's driving distance or flying up or you flying here, you know, I fly you in and um, we'll get a room. We ain't got to be at the house, you know, and let's do this or do that and just get to getting 
used to this young adult who's out because they're going to be doing some amazing things and you're going to want to learn about what they're doing as well you want to text them if you're not a texter you better learn to be one because these young people text okay they're on social media learn these platforms you know some people don't like to talk and call people all the time i'm not a real big talker on the phone i'm a texter because i'm always on the go but i don't mind having a conversation from time to time when i have time ain't nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody you really want to talk to but you're in a hurry that is the worst so i'm a texter but anyway, that allows them to know that you respect them as an adult and you see that they have changed and they also get to see you in a different light. You're going to always be mom. You're going to always be dad. And even though they're young and in a young adult, they're going to always be your baby. But you have to learn to treat them as adults. The next point, exercising regularly. Okay, a lot of us don't, we don't exercise. I am guilty, guilty. I got a whole gym membership. Then some things went wrong with it. So I canceled my membership. So now I'm getting back to, I'm about to get back in my gym membership. I'm like, what are you going to do with your double-mindedness with this? But exercising, we need to get our lives together. That will take your mind off of your child and children for sure. Because you're going to think about that pain. And I saw somebody's shirt. I don't know where we were. Oh, we were at our back-to-school fair. And they said, pain is good. Weakness is good. Weakness is something on the level like weakness is uh, pain leaving the body or pain is weakness leaving the body. So I think it was more of a pain is good. It's weakness leaving the body. I think it was something like that. And so it makes you stronger. So while you're going through what you're going through, I promise you, if you think about some of the things I've said today, and find your own things. Google. You know Google knows everything. Use Google Scholar. Don't be using Wikipedia. Um, and, and, and Google Empty Nester. Empty Nester Syndrome. There's so much data out there. So many people are sharing their own stories. And we learn from one another. That's why it's important to put out positivity. Share your experience because you're not the only one. There's somebody that's attached to your destiny because you're attached to their purpose. And vice versa. So... Investing in yourself. That's that next point. Imagine yourself a stock portfolio, right? Now, when you want somebody to buy you and invest in you, well, who gonna invest in you if you don't invest in yourself first? And how do you invest in yourself? By starting a business, a hobby, you know, joining organizations, a group, you know, take that highly anticipated, long overdue delay vacation, spend time with family and friends. A lot of times you didn't have that time because you were parenting. You have time now. You're an empty nester. Stop by. Tell a friend, hey, hey, you know, what if I stop by one day this week and bring a bottle of wine or a case of beer, whatever it is, your forte, um, or a movie, even though we got a lot of Netflix, okay, or come by and bring dinner. What if I bring dinner by and just, you know, catch up? That's awesome. Be the inviter, but also don't be afraid to be invited, okay? Having more time and energy can allow you to really fall in love with yourself. Even if you've never loved yourself, when you get to meet who you are as a parent, you probably will love and respect yourself more than you ever did before you became a parent. So kudos to our children who help make us and shape and form us to better people. And the last one is practicing self-care. Taking care of yourself is important. It's imperative. It's urgent. And this can be the ideal time for you to do that. We, you know, for those of you that, you know, get pedicures and manicures and massages and facials and shopping days or it's so important. It's so important. And balance it out with eating well, 
you know a lot of times you were on the go so you might have incorporated a whole lot of fast food stuff because you your child or children like i gotta get this because i'm doing this i'm running from this activity to the next activity home-cooked meals balanced out and even if you go somewhere to dine in okay let it be somewhere that you know actually is not overly processed okay and like i said the massages are amazing it's the one you time that's uninterrupted by anything else going on the world is going to keep going whether you like it or not and even when we drop into the ground and we're no longer in this body the world will keep on going so that uninterrupted hour or hour and a half whatever you do during your massage time don't don't neglect that don't take that off your list make it a must just like you get up you got to brush your teeth and wash your face make it a must i don't care if you do it once a month they got organization and companies out here i'm gonna shop these out they ain't give me no money but i'm gonna shout them out anyway you got massage envy you got hands in stone massage green um uh there's a lot more but they have uh memberships i belong to hands in stone i love them I also used to belong to Massage Green. They were good and Massage Envy. They were good. But my hand of stone is up my speed. And they are globally, right? So if you are going to join a, a massage place as a member, I would suggest that you find one that actually has locations globally. So if you're a traveler, you begin and start to travel, which you should, to enjoy your life. Then you want to make sure when you're out and about and you're on vacation, you can stop and get a massage. Why not? Who told you you can't? Whatever it takes to restore your mind, body, spirit, and soul, do that for you. You owe it to yourself. You are a great parent. You've been a great parent. Your child has gone on to do some amazing things. That's what we hope and we pray and we're going to claim. I'm going to speak it into existence. And I don't even know your child or your children. I don't know you. But guess what? You're a listener. And if you took the time to listen to this, then this means that this is for you. Remember. You might be attached to my purpose. I might be attached to your purpose. You might be attached to my destiny. I might be attached to your destiny. We don't know. But life has a way of having a full circle. That I do know for a fact. So I'm going to leave you on this note. You have done your job as a parent. If you have raised your child with morals, values, respect, taught them right for wrong, right? Giving them good solid foundation to build upon whether they went off to college whether they went off to a military whether they went off to an academy whether they went off to a trade school whether they moved into their own place whether they got married whether they have now started their own family you done your job you've done your job and let me say this too i'm gonna I'm I'm speak on this i'm gonna say this for all of my empty nesters that unfortunately your child or children didn't make the best decisions in life and they are away and they are you know in jail or they're in prison or they're in a boot camp or something like that this goes for you too my heart goes out to you especially for those of you that know you did all you could do within the ability that you have with all the knowledge you've been given that you've learned that you've accumulated over the years don't let nobody pass judgment on you our children, whether good or bad decisions they make, are truly a reflection of us. But when we know the parenting skills, the, the mindset of the parent, we understand that we can't be held 100% accountable for these young people as these decisions they're making are always, they're not always good. So if you're an empty nester because of that, and I'm going to have to go here, 
if you're an empty nester because your child or children are no longer here in this world, whether it was by a tragic accident or illness or natural causes or whatever the case may be, if they're no longer on this earth and they are gone on to grace, you're an empty nester. They wouldn't want you to not live. They wouldn't want you to be alive and dead walking. They would want you to live. They would want you to find your joy. And my heart, my heart goes out because I know, oh God, I know a lot of people that have lost loved ones, their children, their babies, some, their only child. And you can't tell a mother or a father what that journey is going to look like when you still got a child or children here. But what I love about what I've watched and witnessed over the years and let this let this be motivating for that mother, that father that's grieving, missing and mourning their child and they lost themselves and, and you feel like I don't have a right to live. Yes, you do. Because God left you here. I have a friend who is a motivator. She is a legacy carrier for her daughter, Tamika Henry. I'm going to say her name. Beautiful daughter named Jazz. She walks this life no longer with her beautiful daughter who was tragically taken from her. And what I'm asking you to do for those of you that are listening that this hits home. If you look her up on Facebook or Instagram, Tamika Cherry, or Tamika Henry, you will see her journey. Everybody's journey is different. I'm not saying be like her, or you could be like her. But she's inspiring. She's motivating. And I had to address my moms and dads who are empty nesters because of this reason as well it's not all because the kid went to college or got married or started their own family or incarcerated some are no longer here but I know I I know that your child or your children I know parents that have lost multiple children right and uh, for those parents that are empty nesters because your child is missing that's a whole nother thing I can't even speak to that all I can do is say that my heart is here for all of my parents we are parents I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm a daughter I'm a sister I'm an aunt I'm a friend all these things I'm a boss I'm an employee I'm an employer we have to remember that we are human and we live this thing called life. It's a gift. And although for most empty nesting will be a beautiful experience, a scary experience for all of us. See, it's going to be scary for all of us. Even if your journey is a positive one, hundred percent, you still went through some of these stages, the nervousness, the, the small depression that you may not even spoke about. It's real. But I just want to tell you to keep on going. Look at that mirror and find yourself. Find a reason to smile. 
whatever the reason why you are an empty nester, think about when you weren't. Hold on to that if that's all you have to hold on to. But keep living. Keep loving. And keep remembering. Well, that's all I have for you tonight. It's your girl Titi from the D. I hope that you will join me next Wednesday. I hope that you will tap in for Tap In Tuesday. It's going to be a very serious episode live stream. My special guest for the evening will be a licensed clinical therapist, counselor from Florida, Dr. Laura Streffler. We'll also have a licensed uh, registered nurse from the trauma unit, one of the top trauma units in Michigan, Miss Melanie Smiles, and we'll have former chief of police, Ralph Godby. We will be talking about human trafficking. I may also have a sergeant from a local police department who works specifically with trafficking, human trafficking. I'm crossing my fingers that she'll be available to jump on. But if not, we're going to move ahead and we'll start the first part. I definitely wanted to get this going before the auto show return to Michigan. This is going to be one of the biggest ones yet in the in Michigan's history because we're doing our auto show in and out because of our waterfront property and the amazing things the city of Detroit is doing. So I wanted to get this show out there because unfortunately, this is also a big time that human traffickers are out here trafficking these young men and women. It's not just young ladies, it's men and women. So tune in eight o'clock next Tuesday for Tap In Tuesday for the Human Trafficking Edition. We'll be talking about that on the live stream. You can find that by going to my YouTube page, LinkedIn, Twitter. You could also go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook and find us over there. I'll be streaming live and then you can join us also for Wind Down Wednesday. I'll see you soon.